Today's episode is brought to you by King Realty and Management Incorporated, a full-service residential real estate brokerage with a multi-generational approach. Are you looking to invest in real estate here in Texas? Or better yet, are you looking to sell your home? Be sure to contact King Realty and Management. Visit kingrealtytx.com slash podcast. Millennial versus Machine, how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt and how you can do the same thing. Let's jump right into today's conversation. Hello, hello. It's Courtney again with another episode of Millennial versus Machine. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Uh, I decided to do a little bit of remix on here. So confession, let's just start this off with uh, some tea. You know, Uh, two weeks ago I put out an episode and it was regarding someone else's taxes and you already know who I'm talking about. Okay. And I realized that in the climate that we're in right now, we're just, you mention this one person's name. Okay. And, or, or anything related politically to this individual and it immediately, just sets off a firestorm of negative comments, negative energy, negative thoughts, you name it, the bulk of it is negative. Um, And even the consequences of it are like hostility with other people. And so I I actually deleted the episode. um, And if you're listening to this and you're like, what is she talking about? Don't worry about it. (laughs) Just disregard. Um, but I wanted to take a moment and, and just, um, gosh, apologize because I kind of went into this social media world where, you know, people are all about clickbait. You know, what can I put out there that's going to rile people up? That's going to get them to click. And I fell for it. It reminds me of a quote that my dad, um, says, and he's, he goes, the hook is in the bait and the bait looks like a blessing. So this kind of quote deals with how the enemy operates with us. He, he lowers a hook, um, and, and it's baited like, just like fishing. You have, you have bait on your hook and he lowers it down and you think the bait looks like a blessing because you can't see the hook, (laughs) but then you get hooked and then you just get for a lack of a better term, mollywopped by the enemy, by different spiritual forces, uh, sometimes by your own thoughts that may be rooted in lies, right? So in an effort to, I don't know, generate activity, more activity for the podcast and, you know, social media, I fell for the bait. Oh, it's the worst. I remixed what I had talked about before. We're talking about uh, getting a better understanding of our tax policy. Well, why is that important? Because part of what I teach in Millennial versus Machine 
is a way for you to minimize your tax liability because real estate investing offers a lot of tax benefits. And so in this episode that we're about to dive into, we're going to be talking about what those benefits are and how our United States tax policy actually incentivizes certain activities. And so when we have this knowledge, when we have this understanding, we can better position ourselves to minimize the tax liability and just continue to build wealth. For me, I used to be of the mindset of, yeah, let me build wealth for myself. But now, you know, as I've been learning about God's kingdom, uh, he is the king. I am here at his good pleasure and therefore everything that I have belongs to him. I'm a servant of the king. And so the way I think about the tax policy, paying taxes and all of that, it's like, yeah, we got to pay it. Um, But how can I be in this world, not of this world, but play the game? Be shrewd as a snake, but as gentle as a dove. So let's dive right into it. Um, Let's just talk two things on the real. Number one, I'm not a CPA. I'm not a tax guru. Um, I read up on a lot of tax and business issues, listen to a lot of podcasts, um, because it is a reality and it is a system that we all really should know about, but most of us don't. Okay. Number two, this is an explanation. This is, um, me sharing ideas. There is no judgment. Okay. Honestly, I don't care what Donald Trump's taxes are. Um, what I care about is making sure that I get the information and you get the information to make wise decisions when it comes to your guys's finances, right? So that you can minimize your tax liability. Okay. So there is a lovely scripture in the Bible. It's linked in the show notes. It says, be shrewd as a snake and as gentle as a dove. Let's talk shrewdness. Okay. Because at the end of the day, you know what? Yes, we will pay taxes, but it is a system that, um, basically if we learn this system, it can help us in, in what we're doing with our family, our legacy and becoming financially free. So in my book, Millennial versus Machine, and also episode 11 of the podcast, which is linked here in the show notes, I talk about the tax benefits of real estate investing, okay? There's a ton of tax benefits, guys. Um, I'm not married. I have no kids. And if you are in the same boat, you know Uncle Sam is about that life and he's about getting his money. Okay, so what do we do? What opportunities do we have to position ourselves in a way to play the game, um, follow the rules, of course, but uh, make it so that we can minimize how much we're shelling out in taxes. Okay, so I listened to this podcast. Um, A lot of you guys, I'm sure, have read the whole Rich Dad, Poor Dad series by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, well, a, a key member of his crew is Tom Wheelwright, who is a CPA and a real estate investor. And he has a podcast called the Wealth Ability Podcast. And um, there was an episode that he recently did on Trump's taxes that just was the most concise um, 
explanation of what Trump did, um, what a lot of wealthy people do, um, and most importantly, the way our tax system is set up. And so I wanted to share some of the nuggets that I got from that podcast episode. Tie it into what I do personally in terms of investing in real estate, um, being a business owner, in hopes that maybe it'll inspire you to examine um, or at least, you know, go get the information from a CPA or books that you read or podcasts that you listen to. So you can take advantage of the same thing, guys. These are, this system um, is not necessarily totally against you. Okay. And so that's what we're talking about today. So um, the way Tom Wheelwright um, explains our tax policy is that it is a way for the government to incentivize the people to make more money and pay less taxes. That's what Tom Wheelwright is all about. And, he, and that's his explanation of our tax system. Guys, taxes is one of those things that it is a complex system. If you look at our tax code, it is probably so uh, redundant, very wordy. Some of the words are probably over all of our heads and it's just super dense and nobody has time to be reading all of that tax stuff. Otherwise we'd all be CPAs, right? And it's a system that nobody, nobody understands. And a lot of people think that our tax policy in the United States is really about raising revenue. And what Tom says in his podcast is no, while it does raise revenue, that is not the primary focus of our tax system. Well, what is it? It is to incentivize people to participate in certain activities. Okay. Well, what are those activities? Let's talk about it because that's why we're here. So Number one, and, and when I say number one, I'm not talking about order of importance, okay? I'm just listing them out in, in whatever um, order, okay? But the number one incentive that our, our tax policy affords us is home ownership. And so how does, how, does our, how does the tax system promote home ownership? Well, it says if you buy a house, then you get to deduct certain things, specifically you get to deduct what you pay in your mortgage interest, right? So that is one way that our government incentivizes homeownership, guys. And yeah, that, that mortgage interest deduction does come in handy, okay? The next, I guess, activity that the uh, tax policy incentivizes or promotes is charitable giving, Okay. Um, what Tom talks about it is he says social benefits. Okay. So you get tax deductions for the charitable, charitable contributions that you make. Right. And another social benefit would be education. So there are certain tax benefits for when you, um, pay for education. Um, you know, those 529 plans, if you are saving, for your kids' college education, right? Those are social benefits and, and the government says, hey, if you participate in these activities, then yes, we will give you, we will reward you by giving you a deduction which will offset the amount that we will charge in, in taxes, okay, at the end of the day. So 
Um, number one, incentive, home ownership. Number two, social benefit. Number three, economic um, incentives. The primary economic incentive that I'm talking about here is starting a business. I am a business owner. I own King Realty and Management Incorporated. Okay. Th this is something that the government incentivizes because they know when you start and own a business, you are creating jobs, right? Um, some of the largest tax uh, incentives that like places like Amazon um, has received um, at, at both kind of the local level in terms of different, um, local incentives when they put headquarters in different places, but at the larger, um, uh, government level, um, is just incentivizing the creation of jobs, right? So we as business owners get different, um, tax benefits, um, through creating jobs, um, we get different tax benefits in terms of the deductions that we get to take because of the business expenses that we have. That is an, another economic incentive that um, our tax policy um, really pushes. Um, the other incentive, number four, is there are special incentives for real estate, okay? And that's really the meat and the potatoes of what we're talking about here. Well, what are those incentives? Just like Tom said so well, and I love this guys. He said, the government does not want to build a bunch of houses, right? They, they don't want to necessarily provide a bunch of housing for us here in the United States. So what do they do? They incentivize people to develop, you know, housing projects to develop subdivisions, right? And one of the biggest incentives for you and I, um, as we pursue investing real estate, if you're not already investing in real estate, but for me is the depreciation deduction. We talked about this on episode 11 of my podcast. That is one of the number one incentives for investing in real estate. You get to depreciate a property that really appreciates, right? So right off the bat, you take, um, and of course this is subject to change depending on when you're listening to this, but you take the value of the structure, not the land, and you divide that by 27 and a half years. And that is your annual depreciation deduction right off the bat. And that offsets anything, um, that you ordinarily would pay in taxes. That that's one of the biggest ones, right? Um, because the government is basically saying, hey, I, I'm going to share in this investment risk with you by rewarding you with these deductions because you are investing in real estate and you are providing housing for others. Um, I've got to say that that is probably one of the best deductions um, that I um, enjoy as a real estate investor. Um, and then the other thing is, is, is those expenses that us investors have related to our rental property, whether that be, um, commissions paid when we rent the property out, um, when we pay, when we hire a real estate agent or broker to do so, um, some of the maintenance expenses that you incur as a, a landlord, those are tax deductible. Um, in addition to the mortgage interest and all of that. So there's just so many things. And, and Tom even explains that that is one of the largest activities that the government 
um, incentivizes. They, they reward us for investing in real estate. And that's just another reason why it, you know, it's something that you may want to explore, right? And so the last, uh, I just hit on one, two, three, four was the special incentive for real estate. And the fifth incentive is the energy incentive. Okay. What do I mean? There are different rebates for buying electric cars, right? I put solar panels on my primary residence last year. That was a pretty hefty tax deduction, right? So if you, um, add solar to your property, that is another, um, kind of, uh, expense that you can occur that's related to energy, um, that will award you or afford you under our current tax policy policy, some different, um, ta tax deductions. Okay. And the beauty of even what I did, um, when I bought my first property and even what I do now, right. I'm not necessarily in all cases paying cash for property. What am I doing? I'm leveraging leveraging my good credit. I'm leveraging the cash that I do have on hand and I'm getting a mortgage. Well, even though I may only put, let's say 20% down on an investment property, right? I'm still, and then the bank finances the rest. Um, I'm still getting the full deduction. I don't have to share that deduction with the bank, right? So, so when the reason why I bring that up is it's another way for the government to say, Hey, I am going to share in this risk by rewarding you for these activities. And so all in all guys, I think we have to take a lesson to a degree at least let's learn from it in the, in the sense of, okay, what is this policy and how do I play the game? You know, it reminds me of something when, um, I was actually in college and, uh, I, t I'll tell you my first year was rough, um, <laughs> uh, in the sense of writing papers. And I, I will tell you one of the best pieces of advice that my dad gave me in my freshman year, like halfway through my freshman year of college, when I sent him one of my papers and I said, Hey dad. I'm not really, I'm not really sure about this paper. Will you read it? And y'all, you want to know what he said? It was a poli sci paper. He read it. It was the night before it was due. And he said, court, this is trash. You have to rewrite this. And I knew it was trash y'all in all honesty, but I, I was like, I'm hoping I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I can get it right. I'm, I wasn't the best writer at that time, but this is the advice that he gave me that we can apply even to the tax situation. He said, Courtney, what you need to remember is that you are writing to please the professor. It ain't about what you think it is or what you think is good or not. No, you need to listen to what your professor, uh, tells you in the lectures in class and you need to write the paper for that. Okay. So I'm going to give you the same advice, guys. The policy itself may or may not be fair. That's not something that we can really control, right? But we can look at the policy, look at what the government incentivizes, and we can tailor our approach so that we take advantage of those benefits, guys, just like I had to when I wrote the papers, right? Um, and sidebar, if you want to know, 
Um, that was one of my toughest classes um, in college. I rewrote the paper. It did come out better. And praise God, I got a B. <laughs> and it was a low B, okay? But I say all of that because it was a good lesson that in that respect and sometimes in life, we have to not adjust who we are per se, stick to our principles, but play the game. Write the paper according to how the professor wants it, okay? And so that's all I got to say about this. If you are not taking advantage of some of these incentives, maybe it's a time as you look at your goals, as you plan for 2021, um, to see, okay, how can I take advantage of some of these incentives so that I am making more money and paying less taxes, as Tom Wheelwright says. So anyway, I hope this is helpful. Um, I, I try to keep these episodes short and sweet to the point to spark thought, to share my testimony, to encourage you guys along the way. Um, if you haven't done so already, be sure to, again, rate, re review, and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend, guys. Um, and then same thing, pick up the book. Guys, it's under 10 bucks. We spend more on Starbucks now that things are opening back up every week than what this book costs. So um, send it to a friend that may be in debt, that may be looking for um, some inspiration and a possible solution for them to get out of their student loan debt or get out of debt, period. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and I will be back for another episode of Millennial vs. Machine. Talk to you later. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to visit CourtneyMKing.com slash community. And oh, by the way, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And so would your peeps who are looking to get out of student loan debt. Until next time.